New York Giants head coach Brian Dable named Tyrod Taylor as the team's starting quarterback ahead of Tommy DeVito. Why was the decision made and what effect does it have on the team and on the team's quarterback position, both for the short term and for the long term? I'm going to break all that down for you coming up next on this special edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a special edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every single day. I'm Patricia Trainer, your host, P-Train, credentialed member of the New York Giants media, and of course, a writer over at GiantsCountry.com, part of the SI Fan Nation Network of sports sites. So hope you check that out. And a big welcome in to all my everydayers, my Blue Crew community, my newcomers, and everybody in between. Appreciate you guys and gals, your love, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And on today's special edition of Locked on Giants, the Giants made a decision regarding their quarterback. They're going to go with Tyrod Taylor this weekend against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the decision in having thought about it, not much of a surprise, but some people are, you know, have reached out to me on Twitter and Instagram and and threads and are like, why? What went into this decision? What does this mean for Tommy DeVito? What does this mean for Tyrod Taylor? And what does this mean for the quarterback position going forward? So on today's program, I'm going to try and answer all those questions. So we got a lot to cover. Let's get right into it. And we're going to start off with why did Brian Dable make the decision to go with Tyrod Taylor? Now, if we go back to Monday's game against the Eagles, Tyrod's numbers weren't that much more impressive than what Tommy DeVito logged in his first half of football that he played. Tyrod got them on the board, you know, not just with field goals, but with touchdowns, a couple touchdown drives. So Dable looking for a spark, like what he saw from, from, uh, from Tyrod Taylor. So the decision was made, but I think there's more to this decision than what Dable is willing to admit. And this is just my theory based on what I know to be true, what I have heard, and just common sense. But with two games remaining in the 2023 season for this Giants team, and nothing to play for if you think about it, all right? The playoff hopes, however slim they were, ended with the loss to the Eagles. Dable kind of needed a carrot to dangle in front of his team. Now, some of you will say, well, they're paid, you know, they're professionals. They, should, they shouldn't need any kind of carrot or any kind of motivation. You'd be surprised at the dynamics in a locker room, you know, especially when these guys are constantly going through the, the uh, rigors of getting ready for a game, studying, you know, lifting weights, practicing, 
uh, practicing, going to meetings, all that stuff, and then have nothing to show for it at the end of the week when they could just walk home with a loss. All right. So I think to a degree, Dable realized he needed an extra carrot, an extra bonus to dangle in front of the team to kind of, you know, say, hey, guys, look, we might not have anything to play for other than pride, but let's go out there and let's put our best foot forward. And with putting Tyrod Taylor into that position as the starting quarterback, you know, I go back actually a few weeks ago coming out of the bye when Tyrod was eligible to come off of IR and Dable made the decision to stick with Tommy DeVito, who at the time had won two games in a row. He had the, he was the hot hand and just, you know, and listening to some of the players talk, you got the impression that they preferred Taylor's experience over DeVito's inexperience. Now, nobody was going to, you know, come right out and say that on the record, but that was the impression I got. So here we are, fast forward, you know, no, a guy shouldn't necessarily lose his job because he struggled because it wasn't all on Tommy DeVito. Let's, let's, you know, be honest here. DeVito is not the reason why the Giants lost to the Eagles. Uh, just as you can, you know, you could say that he's not the reason why they lost to the Saints. Now, that said, football is played by 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, and 11 guys on special teams. And can we honestly sit there and say that DeVito, you know, was the reason why they should have won? Probably not. All right. Because his performance kind of got washed in with the rest of the, you know, subpar performances we saw. So Brian Dable, in trying to light a fire under the uh, locker room, I mean, having seen what what Taylor did against the Eagles, which, again, wasn't a world beater, but it was better than what DeVito turned out, Dable had to stick with, with Tyrod. It was just the only decision that he could make, the right decision to make. And now, you know, you get veterans in there who are like, okay, you know, Tyrod gives us as good a chance as any to win. So, you know, now maybe you don't have to worry about guys mailing it in these last couple of games, even though, again, there is nothing to play for if you're the Giants. So I think that was a big factor in Dable's decision to go with Tyrod Taylor over Tommy DeVito. Now, there's another thing that I want to point out from a coaching perspective that I think gets lost in the the wash, so to speak. With Tommy DeVito playing um, under center, he didn't do badly. But, you know, we didn't see a whole lot with the deep ball. There were some throws that he was missing. And if you're the coaching staff and you're still trying to evaluate what you've got in Jalen Hyatt, who hasn't really seen a whole lot of passes thrown his way of late, if you're still trying to figure out exactly what you have in Wandale Robinson, um, Darius Slayton and, and the other, you know, young receivers that you have on this team. Doesn't it make sense to put a quarterback in there who's a little bit more experienced, who can throw the ball a little bit better and put the ball where it needs to be to let these, you know, to determine what you've got with these receivers. So I think that was another factor in Dable's decision. All right. That's just my theory. I don't have any proof of that. It's just a theory that, you know, see what you've got. Also, that, that that trickles down to the offensive line, if you think about it. Now, we all know, I think, that the offensive line is going to need some overhauling. But could some of these guys that are currently starting 
you know, for like, for example, Ben Bredesen, Tyree Phillips, are they good enough to maybe be backups next year? So that's another factor. You know, you, you have a, a guy in Tyrod Taylor who doesn't hold on to the ball as long as DeVito was holding on to it. So maybe that was another factor. You know, you, you can factor in the tight ends. I mean, they know what they've got with Darren Waller, obviously. Um, Daniel Bellinger, you know, a young tight end, um, getting him involved in, in the mix. So just really a trickle-down effect. When you have a veteran in there, it does allow you to maybe evaluate the rest of what you've got on offense, the, especially when you have a guy who can get rid of the ball quickly, who's more decisive, who can put the ball where it needs to be, and who, you know, for the most part can make smart decisions. DeVito was showing signs of that, but maybe not enough for Dable to say, you know, I'm going to stick with this kid going forward. Now, that being said, what about Tommy and his future with the Giants? We're going to talk about that right after this. Hey, Giant fans, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, right? So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs in the past to find writers and editors for Giants Country, the site that I run over on Fan Nation. And the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver. All you have to do is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you want to hire and talk to. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn Jobs to work to you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, P-Train. And this is a special edition of Locked On Giants. This one wasn't planned, although in retrospect, I probably should have put it in the, in the schedule. But um, currently we have uh, the interview that we did with Gene Clemens. That's running uh, right now on YouTube in addition to this show. And then, of course, we will have Crossover Thursday. That will drop tomorrow um, our weekly crossover show that we do with the opponents. So Doug McCain of Lockdown Rams will be with me and we will break down the Giants and Rams game coming up on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. But for now, we're talking Giants quarterbacks. And, you know, this decision with Tyrod Taylor, what does it mean for Tommy DeVito moving forward? Okay, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that Tommy DeVito is done with the Giants. This doesn't mean that, you know, the Giants are going to kick him to the curb at the end of the year. I don't see that happening. What Tommy DeVito attempted to do, and I think to a degree he achieved that success in trying to do this, is he wanted to show he belonged in the NFL. Now, was he polished? No. I mean, remember, this is a guy who initially wasn't even supposed to be on the field this year. He was supposed to sit on the practice squad and develop. And he got pressed into action, you know, late, if you think about it, you know. So Tyrod goes down, Daniel Jones goes down, and it was up to DeVito, to DeVito, excuse me, to kind of step in and deliver the goods. And the Giants, recognizing that they have him 
under contract for next year. They figured, okay, let's see what the kid has. And they did just that. They let they put him on the field and he didn't do too badly. He had the three-game winning streak, you know, um, kept them competitive. He didn't really embarrass himself. The ball security, you know, was 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 pristine. I don't think he turned the ball over at all. Um, especially, you know, once that three-game winning streak started. So there was enough there to like and be intrigued by. Now, that being said, there were also shortcomings to his game. Stuff that I believe he's going to work on in the offseason and into next year. So where does this leave Tommy DeVito? Well, I've always said that DeVito could potentially work himself into the conversation for QB2 on this team. Now, just backing up a little bit here, Taylor is going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season. I do not think the Giants are going to re-sign him. I really don't. Joe Shane, the general manager, has already said that they're going to have to address the quarterback situation. Daniel Jones, of course, is coming off the ACL surgery. He may or may not be ready for the start of training camp. And even if he is ready for the start of training camp, you know he's not going to play in the preseason, which is going to open the door for DeVito and whether it be a veteran or a draft pick. However, the Giants decide to address the quarterback situation. And I know a lot of you guys want it to be a draft pick. It could be a veteran. We don't know. And we won't find out yet for, for a while. So that being said, if Daniel Jones is not ready, and remember, Brian Dable has already declared Daniel Jones is going to be the starter for 2024 once he is healthy. So if he doesn't play in the preseason, and the Giants, let's say, have a rookie. Let's say they bring in a rookie draft pick. Maybe that youngster doesn't get a whole lot of snaps, or maybe that youngster splits snaps with DeVito. And if Jones is not ready to start the season, maybe the Giants say to themselves, okay, you know what? We're going to start DeVito to, you know, at the start of the season until Daniel is ready to go, and then we'll continue to bring you know, a young quarterback along until he's ready. Sort of like what the Giants did years ago with Eli Manning. Eli Manning, you know, when they, once they acquired him in the trade with the Chargers, Chargers, Eli wasn't ready to start day one, and he didn't start day one. They waited until about halfway through the season before they put him in there. So just because, you know, if the Giants go out and draft the quarterback in the first round, that doesn't mean that that guy is going to be the starter day one, no matter how high they're, he's drafted. I know, you know, the feeling is, is they want amongst fans is that you want that to be the case. I don't think it will be. So DeVito has the potential to have a future here as QB2. Now, what happens if the Giants go and they sign a veteran instead? And they say, you know what? Instead of taking a first round, a quarterback in the first round, we're going to go in a different direction. Maybe we take a, a, a number one receiver or a pass rusher, or an offensive lineman. So what happens then? Well, if they bring in an experienced backup, a veteran, chances are they're going to have film on the guy. They're going to know what he can do. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't sit him on the bench and and you know keep him on ice until the start of the season. They'll get him some preseason snaps, I would think. But DeVito is going to have plenty of more opportunity to continue his development. And I know... You know, I always say it, and I know a lot of people believe it because it's true, 
that um, sitting on uh, or practice reps are not the same as game reps. Preseason reps are not necessarily the same as regular season reps because you're not seeing the fancy, you know, stunts and blitzes and defensive alignments that you would in the regular season. And in practice, you're also not, um, you know, seeing the game tempo as quickly as it would be in a regular game. So I get that part of the argument. But again, I go back to what I said before, and that is the veto wasn't supposed to even play this year. That he did was because, you know, he was pressed into action. And you know what? He handled it well. He showed he belonged. He showed that, you know, nothing that the game wasn't too big or too fast for him. You know, was he perfect? No. Was he, you know, the Wally, was somebody who was going to Wally pit Daniel Jones or, or Taylor? Not necessarily. So the Giants, as far as the quarterback position goes, they do need to address it. They do have some question marks, but DeVito is going to be part of the solution moving forward, whether that be as QB2 or, again, depending on how the um, draft shakes out and free agency shakes out. He could go back to two, to QB three. Either way, I don't think that DeVito is is going to be thrown to the side. I do think he's going to be on this roster, and he's going to get his opportunity. All right. Now, coming up next, some final thoughts on the quarterback situation. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, just because the Giants season is coming to an end soon doesn't mean that the fun of playing daily fantasy sports with prize picks has to stop. Because right now with basketball season underway, prize picks gives you a chance to pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League created specifically for combo projections featuring two or more players from different sports or leagues. And did you know that you can also play along with friends and family by checking out the community tab? Prize picks is so easy to play. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry. And when you play with prize picks, you'll enjoy quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and a wide selection of players and stat types. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And that promo code is locked on NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey, Giant fans, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, everybody, welcome back to this special edition of Locked On Giants, an emergency podcast, if you will, um, one that didn't really plan it, but it's here because I do try to keep you guys up to date on the biggest stories on the New York Giants. And this one, the quarterback decision, even though it's, you know, we're talking backup quarterbacks, it's fairly significant um, because a lot of people, again, not understanding why the move was made, a lot of people disagreeing with it, a lot of people having questions. So 
Hopefully over the course of this podcast, I've resolved some of those questions for you, giving you something to think about. Whether you agree or disagree, that's fine. But, you know, just trying to give you what I think is the thought process by the Giants. All right, some final thoughts now on the quarterback situation. When I opened up my Twitter account, or X account, I should call it X now that it, that's what it's called, people were still saying, oh, the Giants, they're putting Tyrod Taylor in. What are they trying to do? They, they should be tanking. They should be going with, with DeVito. They should improve their, their draft stock. Guys, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Just because you have a high first-round draft pick does not guarantee that you will have a stud player. We have seen it so many times with this organization. Eric Flowers didn't work out. Eli Apple didn't work out. You can maybe make an argument that Daniel Jones is tethering on, you know, not working out for this organization, although that for a different reason. Having a top five or a top 10 draft pick doesn't mean anything. You know, what it does mean is you can say, okay, well, you got a better chance of getting the player that you want, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of competition in front of you. Although who's to stop, you know, a situation like what the Giants had a few years ago when they wanted Jack Conklin and Leonard Floyd and Team Sleepfrog over them to get those players. So you never know with the draft. The whole thing with the draft is to do your homework, to have your list ready, and take the right player that fits what you want. Now, here's something else to think about when it comes to the quarterback situation. I don't have any concrete proof of this. This is just a hunch based on the buzz that I keep hearing. I would not be surprised if at the end of the season, Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, leaves his team, whether it be mutual or otherwise. If that happens, I would not be surprised if Shea Tierney, currently the quarterback's coach, gets promoted to offensive coordinator. So what that means is you now would have Brian Dable and Shea Tierney, assuming he does get the offensive coordinator position, in charge of the offense, which means that if they bring in a new quarterback, whether that be in the first round, whether that be in the second round or the third round or whatever, Dable and Tierney are going to be the two guys developing that quarterback. All right. So think about it for a second. Dable inherited Daniel Jones from a previous regime and he tried to make a go of it. And Daniel, to his credit, did everything possible everything he was asked to do, and then some. Injuries, however, are a problem with him, as well as his processing time and how slow that could be. So if you don't think for a second that if the Giants were to get another quarterback, that Dable's not going to take a strong hands-on approach to developing that youngster, think again, because that's what's going to happen. And I think along those lines, it's going to affect Tommy DeVito, who, you know, they obviously liked enough to bring in. So Dable and Tierney will continue, you know, developing that DeVito. Um, and if they bring in a, a veteran, you know, which I think they might bring in a veteran in addition to possibly a draft pick, 
they're going to be more hands-on than ever before. All right. So it's kind of like starting from scratch with the quarterback situation. If you think about it next year, even though Daniel has already been named the starter by Dable, and I still say Dable did that to give Daniel something to, you know, kind of look forward to rather than to say, you know, oh, we'll just wait and see. I mean, I personally think Daniel should have to compete for the job, but I think they just figured, okay, you know what, we'll give him, we'll throw him a bone, we'll let him compete, you know, we'll let him know that he has the job and it's his to to gain or lose. And remember, the Giants, if they want to, they can get out of Daniel's contract after next year. So, you know, we'll have to see how that all plays out because obviously right now the wild card is, is he going to be well enough to start the season? And if not, do they go with DeVito? Do they go with a, you know, a draft pick if they have a draft pick? Or do they go with a veteran? So there's a lot of stuff that needs to sort itself out, a lot of dominoes that need to fall into place it, with the quarterback situation. We do know that it's going to get shaken up, but as far as the decision for the short term, it's a decision that was made to give the Giants locker room a shred of hope that all the time and effort that they're putting into getting ready for these last two games isn't going to go, you know, to the wayside. And, you know, that's not, again, again, that's not a knock on DeVito because DeVito worked hard and, you know, did everything that was asked of him. But sometimes, you know, if you're desperate, you want somebody who's been there, done that and seen a little bit more than the guy who is relatively new on the job. And I think that is, you know, just the bottom line when it comes to the decision. So, all right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this special edition of Locked On Giants. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, we have Crossover Thursday. That's going to be with Locked On Rams co-host, Doug McCain. So that'll be dropping on Thursday. And also check out my interview with Coach Gene Clemens. I know some of you love him, some of you hate him, but you know what? He had some really interesting takes, I thought, on the show. Our show actually went double the amount of time than it had to. Uh, so it was like a 50-minute interview, but some good stuff in there if you have the time to listen to that. So anyway, thank you for listening. And as always, we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>